putting in that lipper to start yep that was a I big old boy that was like a three finger <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the big if hey welcome to the big if wow we have a special episode for you today i am excited i am excited as well that was uh it was hard for me to hold back on watching after i knew it had been published kind of trying to wait to get ready for our reaction episode here. Yes. Um, For those joining us, today's a very special episode of The Big If. This is just a quick um, down and dirty reaction episode to the Circle Season 5 finale. If you follow The Big If, if you're an Ifster, and if you're listening to this, you're you're an Ifster, um, then you know that we uh, have an unhealthy obsession with The Circle on Netflix um, the American version, and uh, we've had guests in the past featuring um, season five and one star Shubham Goyal, season one star Chris Sapphire. Now we're going to break down uh, little bits of uh, the Circle season five finale. So, D'Angelo, quick, just quick reaction. What? Give me, give me your hottest take. Second hottest um, take. Are you familiar with the term manstrating? Manstrating, no. See, I've often, I've often kind of had this belief that even though we may not bleed once a month like our female counterparts, I do think there are some hormonal things that occur maybe on a monthly basis, some sort of cycle where maybe we get some sort of like unwarranted, like kind of a weird out of nowhere emotional outburst maybe we feel a certain kind of way and I've often felt that that's the case I have no scientific evidence for that it's kind of just anecdotal for the way I tend to feel every now and then and I Mm -hmm. the reason I bring this up is because last night when I was watching the finale um, even in parts that were not designed to be emotional in any way I found myself getting emotional and I could not figure out why. And the only explanation I have is that I may currently be manstrating. Do you think it, (laughs) I love the explanation. Do do you think it has anything to do with that idea of this being the finale? Like until next December, we, we may not get another season of the circle. Uh, yeah, there could have been something to that. You know, you kind of, you dive in and you're emotionally invested and you spend all this time watching and maybe, you know, kind of forming these internal bonds with these characters. And there might be something to the fact that I could all feel the culmination and it just kind of wrapping up. But, um, yeah, there was just a couple of scenes where like, I'm like having to fight back, like, uh, I'm just going to say it, fight back tears. And I I was like, why? This is not a sad part. This is not like, there's not some emotional story being told. I was just, I was manstrating last night. I think it's my time of the month. You were invested. I was invested. So my wife and I watched it last night. And you know, the very end when like all the finalists are holding hands. Yeah. My wife and I were standing up holding hands, like watching this whole finale. And, um, let me let me ask you a question. You know, heading into that 
last bit there uh, when they're going to the last vote in the final rankings. Who did you peg? Did you have an inkling that it was going to be Sam? So we but we didn't talk about us doing this. We knew we were going to record, but we didn't mention that we were going to be taking notes. And you and I both took some notes. You know, mm-hmm. we're organized. Mm-hmm. We wanted to have some things to talk about. Have and something fun. I something I noticed that we both did is that we made our predictions. Yes. And I ranked my predictions one through five. I felt real confident about my. I, I knew. I'll just read you my 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 uh, predictions before Please. I saw the final rankings. Um, I I had. Tamira, I, I predicted her to finish fifth. Mm-hmm. I was off by one. I believe she finished fourth. I picked Jennifer to finish fourth. I think I had her and Tamira flip-flopped. I had Raven in third. I had Sam in second, and I had Chaz winning. I did not feel like a 1,000% comfortable on my prediction that Chaz was going to win. But I was fairly comfortable at that moment that it was going to be either Chaz or Sam, either the husband or the wife. Yeah, I, I am with you there. And uh, Corbin and I did the same thing. We we just did a quick guess prediction at the start. Corb guessed it right with Sam. Um, and I kept going around and just thinking, like, even at the start of the episode, I'm thinking it's going to be Sam. Like, Chaz is too popular, which puts the target on his back. Yeah. Um, and who's the next who's the next least uh disagreeable person i guess or like the person maybe not disagreeable but um who is the next person that seems like they've got an advantage and by being herself the whole time sam really navigated this all well i think and didn't make like enemies per <coughs> se she was just uh she just floated on as herself. I would agree. Um, I, I and I'll go back to the beginning of the episode here. At the end, at the end of the prior episode, we had seen that Chaz was the secret super influencer, and we knew that this finale episode was going to kick off with him being allowed no questions asked to just block whoever he wanted. Yep. And, a, and a couple of the things I wrote down, and I know that I believe from looking at your notes uh, that you did too. Um, I wrote down, um, would you, you know, in my opinion, Chaz, at that point in the game, when you're so close to the end and winning a hundred thousand dollars, it's maybe time for the nice guy, like friend of everybody thing to go out the window. Yeah. Cause you're trying to win. Yeah. So I think Chaz eliminating Oliver was a waste of a blocking. I don't think Oliver was any threat to win this competition, to win this show. Um, I think he was kind of an afterthought. He was just kind of there. He was the last person into the circle. And I think that was a waste of a block. I think if I'm Chaz in that moment, I use that incredible power to eliminate my biggest competition and my first, I thought he might do it to Raven. I actually thought maybe he was going to do it to Raven, but um, it, it might've been a good opportunity for him to just take the legs out from Sam and just get rid of perhaps his biggest threat at that moment. I think he wasted his power as the super secret influencer. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that's a great point. Just once you get to the finale like that strategy has to take, 
precedence over heart. In my opinion, if you're trying to win, if you're trying to make friends, okay, then like you want to be able to say that you stuck with your alliances, stuck with your friends um, at the end of this, like when you're looking back on it. If you're trying to make $100,000, you take out the next best person at the knees. And he had, he missed up. I, I completely agree with your assessment of that. Although I got to say, I'm real happy to see Oliver uh, kicked off. And uh, I noticed that he did not have either they either they just didn't fit it into the episode or they didn't give him a chance to do like an exit video. And I was not a fan of Oliver from the moment that he debuted. There was moments where I thought maybe he was going to start growing on me, but it never really it never really stuck. But I do have to give Oliver some credit because when he got blocked and Chaz came to visit him, Chaz revealed that the flirting was just a ploy that Chaz was really engaged, that that was all just kind of for show. Um, mm -hmm. And I thought Oliver not only took that news very well, but also for getting blocked so close to the finale, he actually handled himself with grace. And I, I got to sure. give him credit for that. So, but I did think it was a waste of probably the most important and powerful decision that was made in season five. Totally agree. Uh, let me ask you, let me, um, Ask you about something else. We got a chance to see uh, both Brian and Shuby uh, together, and yep. Brian was starstruck whenever he saw Shuby. He literally said, "I'm a huge fan," and then did the whole thing like he was bowing uh, down yeah. to him or something. Yeah, and I noticed that. <laughs> I that gave me the biggest laugh. Um, because I don't think Brian was, uh, I don't think he was being hyperbolic or being fake. I think he genuinely was starstruck by Shuby. And why wouldn't you be? I mean, I know the feeling when he popped into our Zoom meeting back in September, whenever that was. Uh, I peed my pants a little bit. I felt starstruck. Um, yeah, uh, I'm. St I mean, he seems like a nice enough guy. Brian does, and he had mentioned that he may join us. So um, I will. I will withhold withhold judgment on that. Uh, I hope he does join us so we can get a little bit more insight to the show. Me too, but, Brian. I know you're. I know you're um, vetting the show prior to you coming on because that's sort of your job and what you do. Come on the show; it'll be fun. But you know, it kind of. I I don't feel like I started this season all that long ago. I think you know I kind of started it right around the new year when you were in town, but seeing some of those characters back at the finale, like Brian, like the girl, uh, Bruno. yeah, the girl that was playing Bruno, I Mary Beth or Sarah Beth or something. They all just seemed like that seemed like it was a lifetime ago. I had almost forgotten about their role in the game. Yeah. I think that's in part due to just the binging nature of Netflix shows though. Like you can burn through four and then you're just waiting for the next four the next week. Um, yeah. Th so that that woman who played Bruno, I don't even know her name, Sarah Beth. Um, a lot of teeth on her, a lot of teeth going on that smile. Like she was. Me she thinks really she does have quite a smile. <laughs> right. She soaked up that interaction with the uh, with uh, what's her name, Michelle, the host, the hostess. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She soaked that up and uh, pushed that as hard as she could. And then got about zero airtime for the rest of the finale. You know who else I I I know I didn't notice it in the moment, but then 
I know I saw somebody comment online and also somebody else said something to me. Uh, Brett was almost like a non-factor in that finale. I mean, Brett had been half of half of the mastermind that played anti-gin, but Xanthi really is the one that kind of stood out and took the reins. I don't know if Brett got a little starstruck in the group setting or what, but he I don't feel like he had much to say. I also I did love that right in the moment the host uh, straight up asked if there was any sort of romantic interest yeah. or possibility there. Yeah. And, and what did he uh, say? Um, I mean, Brett definitely seemed open to the possibility. Yeah. Yet, However, yet. Xanthi did not seem super into it and they seemed to kind of deflect it. And I don't I don't know that there's any magic, any love in the air with those two. What do you think? No, I don't. I, I, as much as I wish, like we would have seen them make out a little bit because they're just both beautiful people. Um, I, uh, I think it was weird. I I picked up on what you did. Brett seemed like he was open. Xanthi did not. But during the season, it felt a little flip to me. Like Xanthi was more into Brett than he was into her. Um, I also noticed that this is the single season, which had fucking nothing to do with the actual, uh, season in my opinion no um, that was marketing i'm pretty sure that was marketing but uh what did brett say he's like oh i think xanthi's got a bunch you know a few boys back home that that might be angling for or something like that and she kind of took that excuse and like doubled down on it and like yeah there's a lot of boy and you know she just kind of rolled with it so i think where's she, think that, where's she from i'm not sure i did recently no, she's start Greek. following her on instagram um she's a loud one man she's got some volume on her yeah, she is. Uh, she talks. She fills a lot of space, uh, just like you and I. We fill a lot of the awkward space with ums, ers, and ahs, um, or just like speaking until our tongues get tired. And I did find a lot online. I did see a lot of heat that uh, Xanthi and Brett were taking as Aunt Jen for what they did to Tom. And while I am a big fan of Tom, I have, strategy. No, I have no problem with the way they handled that situation. Um, because if they did not eliminate Tom there, if they didn't tank the rankings and vote Tom, I think they were going to be at the bot. I think they were going to go. So I think, I think they did what they had to do to survive one more day. I don't think they were ever really in contention to win at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so at that point, you just have to give yourself one more day. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah, they were playing with house money at that point, I think. And they knew it. I don't I don't think I think Brett was probably a pretty sharp, dude, like his instincts with the way people he would react to some people's messages and videos throughout the season. I could relate to um, I think he played a strategic game or he was like the more strategic side of that that partnership. Um, not to say that Xanthi wasn't. But yeah, Brett really, uh, I like the way that they played the game. And if I were to play with another, like let's say you or I or my wife and I went into this, I would have done the exact same thing. And it is nice there because Brett and Xanthi did have like dueling personalities. So it was nice to have someone to bounce something off of. Yeah. Yeah. And just in terms of being sequestered in that apartment, um, yeah, probably nice to have a little bit of companionship. And uh, yeah, I found myself rooting for them a little Someone bit. Someone pretty to look at. Yeah, that doesn't hurt at all either. 
Um, let me ask you this. Okay. So something I wrote down in my notes was about that final set of rankings and some of the players did bring it up. You, you're kind of in a dilemma there where you're deciding, do you rank with your heart or do you rank with your head and kind of look out for self-preservation there? And I think it was kind of split down the middle. Uh, Some people seemed like they voted with their hearts and, ranked high the people that they had built the the strongest relationships with but there's no doubt in my mind that if i'm doing those final rankings even if it was you and i mm-hmm. i i am voting you near the bottom to try yeah. to flip those rankings as much as i can oh yeah i'll benedict donald on you in like five seconds if it means winning a hundred thousand dollars yeah so I don't I don't know exactly. They showed a little bit of who ranked who where. Obviously, they didn't show everything. But um, yeah, I, I think especially like Jennifer, Jennifer's only possibility there was if everybody kind of, you know, that that threesome of Raven, Sam and Chaz was going to be hard to penetrate. Oh, and, that was a fortress. That was a fortress for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I thought of as I was watching, you saw. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Raven had her interpreter Paris with her throughout the entire season. Paris, a uh, big personality for just being an interpreter. I thought he added a great element to the show with the deaf and hard of hearing kind of angle there. But then Raven uh, kind of brought out those other interpreters in that final meeting room. Yeah, that that, that had cool. to have, that had to have been the the collective like most attractive group of interpreters that's ever been in one room before (laughs) everyone everyone was hotter than the the next they were beautiful and they got they kind of you know as they're coming on the stage they kind of got to do like a little hallway walk yeah Uh, so they got their they got their shot and and um i would watch a whole season of the circle well, I don't know. It'd all be it'd almost be like watching a silent movie. But I would watch um, a, another season of The Circle with more deaf or dis- disabled uh, people. I think you bring on someone with some sort of disability every season from now on. What what disability would you include next? Uh, on a slack jaw, some sort of hick, um, Down like syndrome? a big time. No, I wouldn't. Uh, maybe, but I don't know. I feel like it'd have to be like a a mother son pairing or something. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, I know that there's a spectrum there. Um, uh, someone who's in a wheelchair, I think makes sense. Yeah. Oh, a uh, physically uh, handicapped person would probably be a good, a good addition. Um, about I someone will, who's uh, blind. Ooh. Yeah. That would I, be they, I bet they'd make a great catfish if you're blind. You can maybe you can imagine being other people. True. And I will say maybe my this is only the the second season of the show that I've ever seen the finale of. Right, right. Which but is crazy with, how much time we spend talking about this show. It, yeah, and I, it's fine. I'm not ashamed <laughs> of it. It's an intriguing social experiment. Um, it is. But I will say I think the best part of the series as a whole is that final episode when they one by one bring people into the final room and the anticipation of them waiting to see if who they were talking to was a catfish oh, yeah. or if they were real. 
That has got to be the best, probably the best part of the whole season because that's what it's been all building up towards, right? Is the person I'm talking to, the person I've been interacting with for the last two and a half weeks, real or have all of my conversations had some veil of secrecy that I was included in on? Yeah. Um, let's talk but, about um, Marvin. Our yeah, boy I'm was, glad you brought up Marvin because he got, I feel like he got pretty punked there uh, while he was on the panel. Um, Not first punked, of all, but like he kind of got what was coming to him. That was an incredible shirt that he was wearing. Those pectorals were just screaming to get out of that shirt. Oh my gosh. I can't. And if the pecs were doing that, can you imagine what the back meat was doing? Yeah. Um, and then I, Paris, I, Paris mentioned that he, you know, if he had his druthers, then uh, he might be creeping around with Marvin too. Yeah. Paris was feeling Marvin as well. Um, they kind of showed after they announced the winner, like little cutaways of oh, people having part. little, yeah. Have they done that in the past or was that new? Yeah, they've done that in the past, I believe. And it's just showing, like, again, like the fallout kind of interaction, people talking about their game. And I love, uh, I love uh, what Raven said. What did she say? Refresh my memory. He's like, oh, oh I, I fucked up in the circle. And um, he's, he asked her, like, for the opportunity to fix, to fix the problem that he made. Yeah. And she goes, you can fix it. You can fix it. Yeah, I like that. That was kind of uh, sexy. Yeah, next time that I'm trying to seduce my wife, I think I'm going to use that. Like, hey, you can fix it. Do you think, I don't know when exactly the finale was recorded, and I haven't done enough digging or looking at their socials to see what life has been like post-circle. In fact, they probably had some sort of limitations on what they could post so as to not reveal any information. But do you think those two will mend ways and have any sort of possible future with one another? I don't think there's a future there for them. Personally, I think this was, uh, it struck me as flingy. Um, yeah. And maybe uh, some of that interaction, that like little cutaway that we saw towards the end of the finale was um, just sort of the moment taken over. And now, from what we understand with the close personal relationships we have with Shuby and Chris Sapphire, is that these people really do keep in touch with each other afterwards. So I don't doubt that he's going to keep in, they're going to keep in touch. But are they going to like have a future together? No, I think Xanthi and Brett have a better chance of having a future together. Okay. Oh, I can... speaking of Xanthi. Yeah. Um, okay. Did you see uh, like how Shuby was looking at Xanthi at the end there? I did not catch that. Was he eyeing her? Oh my gosh! They had like a little uh, interact because Shuby went to went to visit Aunt Jen, right? Whenever yeah. he got kicked off, and they flipped out when they saw that. Oh, was, you know what? I do remember this interaction because she said something about calling him, and he's like, "I'll pick up." Oh yeah, I think I think Shuby's got a thing. Well, and I I don't blame him for that. I mean, as loud as she is, Anthony's an attractive girl. Um, I'd pick up if she called. Well, sure, sure. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that it's bad for him to have a thing. I'm just saying. I think Shuby was a little smitten. Yeah. Well, good for him. I hope something works out there. Hey, I want to try something out. Um, a couple episodes ago, you played one of your little audio clips that uh, we it? really love. Um, it was Shuby, and actually, they brought it up in the finale 
Um, do you happen to have that handy or am I putting you on the spot here with the I am not a fucking man? Uh, I'm sorry. My headphones dropped out there for a second. Let me get this back up and running. Wow, we were really on a roll there. That's all right. I'll keep going while you get there. But um, yeah, one of the things that I've really loved looking for late in the season was looking for funny little snippets of audio that would be like funny little drop-ins to say every now and then. And the one that you clipped off was Shuby when he was fighting for his life and he was being accused of being a man. He said, I am not a fucking man. What part of me is timid? And they referenced that yes. in the finale. Oh, I love that they picked up on that. And uh, I almost want to get those. I almost want to rewind it and get those two clips uh, strung up next to each other because that she keyed in on on that one phrase made me so happy. And I, I clipped off two last night before I watched the finale. I went back to one of the other episodes and I sent you one of them, but I didn't send you the other one. I'm going to play them for you real quick. I, last time I tried this, you couldn't hear it, but we're going to see if you can on this one. All right. Seven plays is just as bad as eight plays. I am trash right now. <laughs> that was could great. Could you hear that I heard it. I could hear that, yeah. Seventh ooh, place is home? just as, ooh, seventh place is just as bad as eighth place. I am trash right now. And yeah. then this second one is um, from Tamira when she was talking about how she I think she kind of felt like she had caught Marvin up when she was like trying to get him to call her the queen, which he fell for. She had yep. this to say. Thinking with that dick. Thinking with that dick. Thinking, Thinking with, with that, that dick. dick. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, what did also Marvin say? I'm in a tank of catfish. <laughs> Oh yeah, when he first, when he um, got brought out. Um, what else? Uh, oh, let me let me. Uh, there was another reaction I was thinking of because I think you and I both um, uh, we haven't talked about him a ton. We've mentioned him, but Paris, I think this guy's going places. I think he's got the star quality about him, and I could see him all uh, popping up elsewhere in pop culture. I um, like I, I always mention these Facebook groups that I have found myself um, being a part of and um, sorry, I kind of got a little distracted there, but um, yeah, Paris gets a lot of love. I see a lot of recurring comments about wanting him to be a contestant on a future yeah. season and I, I see, see no... I see no reason why that does not happen. He's he's a handsome guy. He's got the personality. He's got the look. He's got the His cachet, reaction game. Yeah, he's got the cachet built up now after spending the season interpreting for pair or for uh, Raven. I yep. definitely could see Paris uh, making an appearance on a future season, and I'm here for it. I will also say I was a huge fan of Paris's suit that he wore. With the white, with the white uh, sneaks. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of that suit that I bought on Amazon to wear to my awards night. It's kind of like a blue and black, kind of velvety looking uh, suit jacket, bow tie. He went with the white sneaks. I thought he looked top notch. I I agree. I agree. He's a future star in the making. Um, just something that I wanted to bring up uh, as a fanboy of the circle. 
Um, final thoughts for me is I was thinking about Brian and Shuby afterwards, and those dudes, um, despite both catfishing, I think they were pretty fucking authentic. Just seem like authentic guys. Like they yeah. don't run away from who they are. No, and I agree. Um, full disclosure, I thought Brian did a piss poor job as a catfish <laughs> playing he his did. He was terrible. Most of what he would say reminded me of that meme where Steve Buscemi is trying to be a high school kid. And he's like, hey, yeah. fellow teenagers. Hey, you. Um, yeah, so I, I just I feel like and it's easy for me to say seeing it on TV, but I, I felt like I saw through his bullshit and I didn't think he was a very good catfish. I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad trait to have where you're not good at deceiving people and playing someone else. But, uh, yeah, they were probably both far too genuine to really be successful playing a deceitful game. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree there. And th yeah, their strength was their weakness in the game. Um, sorry, I, I actually had two more thoughts. Yeah. Uh, one, how you mentioned the interpreters earlier and how just beautiful people they are. How fucking cool, though, was that? That was cool to see how they structured that. And I'm glad that they explained it instead of just glossing over. Yeah, um, no, I thought that was cool. Like they had the interpreters kind of scattered out so that Raven could kind of look in the direction of who she who was speaking to her um, while also having relayed to her what was being said. I did think that was a cool touch. I also uh, it was just a little thing, but I also kind of enjoyed when Paris was doing some interpreting there at the end. He would say, now this is Raven speaking and he would say yeah. what she said. And then he seamlessly said, now this is Paris speaking and would speak from his own point of view. Just like, like you said, real well-spoken, a good character, a good personality, big, big, big Paris fan. He can fix it. Yeah, he can fix it. <laughs> okay. One more question for you. Um, if you, could take any circle contestant to the penthouse of the circle. The penthouse is like used once a season. Right. If you could take them in there for any anyone for either a get together or a romantic date, who would it be? Savannah from season two. Ooh, damn, that was zero hesitation. No, and I like I said, I've watched all of season one. I've watched all of season five. A while back, I dove into season two, but never really finished it, which is where Savannah was. After she got voted off, I lost some steam on that one. Uh, but I have started to follow her on TikTok and Instagram, and she's just... She's pretty really, active? She's just really neat. She's just a really neat girl. What do you mean by neat? Um, I... She just, there's just something about her, the look, the personality. She's just, she's whatever it is. She's got it in my opinion. She's got it. Wow. What does she do? I, I forgot. Isn't, isn't she like a uh, in business or something? Um, that I'm not a hundred percent sure. If she I post to, much? Is she active? Well, let me pull up her Instagram here. Let's see what her most recent post is. Her most recent Instagram post was from two days ago. Uh, before that, January 5th, she does like a lot of like, uh, right now I'm watching like a, a get ready with me video where she's like putting on some fancy, like 
dress, like a gown and some high heels. She seems like she is full on into the kind of internet sensation influencer type of thing. I think she fits that bill. She could easily be like an, a product influencer or someone who, uh, who does shit like that. And she's got that exotic look that I kind of find attractive. Um, her last name is Palacio, which to me sounds Hispanic. Um, sounds I think kind of Italian she, to me almost. Yeah. She kind of has that look like maybe she is, I don't know if it's Thai or she looks like she could have some Southeast Asian in her. I don't know. Yeah, but Pacific yeah. Islander almost. Yeah. Well, but, uh, some, yeah. She's also, I know she is on this new Netflix show that um, I believe just debuted. Um, I forget oh. the name of it. I'm trying to see if she mentions it in her story. She does not. But it's like a show kind of seems like maybe a, a dating type show that has a bunch of people off of a lot of these different reality kind of competition shows. Mm-hmm. I think it had some other, I think maybe Brett's in it as well. So I think they take some of the beautiful people from these shows and have put them into some new dating show on Netflix, but the name is escaping me right now. Yeah. Like who, a love is blind or something like that. Who uh, would you take to the penthouse? Um, I would probably of all circle contestants. Yeah. Or just season five. No. Take it any all way you them. want. I mean, I chose somebody from season two, so um I got the most laughs out of Jack from season two. Uh who is just kind of a piece of shit and um a, a turd of a dude, but he's pretty funny. Uh but I would probably Hmm. I I might go with uh, Marvin or Raven. Yeah, I did find this show. It says Netflix's most eligible singles are back for a new spin at romance in the ultimate game of love. Perfect match premieres this Valentine's Day only on Netflix. So it looks like it's got Calvin from The Circle, Izzy from Too Hot to Handle, Dom from The Mole, Joey, Joey from The Circles on there. Um, who else? Joey? They they, yeah, they got Savannah. They got Damien from Love is Blind. Uh, yeah, so it's called The Perfect Match, and it debuts on Valentine's Day. Wow. That is one show I will not be watching, but I will continue watching The Circle and uh, every time they put it out. Um, I, th- I will not be watching it because I think, uh, I don't know if it's the producer's fault or if it's our fault as consumers, but... Um, you know, having people who are like repeat contestants, it's like it's like a circuit that they're on of reality TV stardom. And I mean, there's got to be more eligible people than Brett and uh, Savannah for shit like this. Yeah. And you mentioned that before, and I don't disagree. Um, I all, but they, also- they know they've got proven hits, too. They've got some familiarity that people already like. So I get the strategy. I just, uh, you know, it's not my taste. Sure. And even though this season, as we've talked about, has kind of opened up my eyes to the fact that I don't necessarily think that I am the type of character or contestant that the circle is looking for, 
I feel like it's one of those things where you never know unless you try. So I think we should go ahead and move forward with submitting an application for me to be on season six. I completely agree. And I back you up 100% and I'll do anything I can to, uh, to help you push that forward. Do you, I mean, maybe filling out an application is an episode. That's true. I think I have an application started, but it's been so long now that I would probably just start fresh and go from the beginning. But yeah, I uh, they, they film it where? The UK, is that correct? Yeah, I think uh, it's like, it's not even a London or something. It's kind of like a, another city. Could you imagine... Could you imagine if somehow I got picked for that, how good that would be for the podcast for us to not just talk about this show that we watch, but a show (laughs) that one of us is actually on? God, that would be incredible. That would be huge for the podcast. Honestly, anything that we do in the public square would probably be huge for the podcast. Um, I'm still worried about my mom finding out about this. I'm sure she has, just hasn't listened. But uh, yeah, it would be pretty big. Yeah, so, uh, you know... I don't know how long they go in between seasons. Um, About a year, I think. It comes out yeah, like every December or something. It'll be a while. so But time will fly by. So here, you know, as we kind of settle into 2023, maybe we'll find a time where maybe you and I filling out this application is something that we can do together for me. I do remember part of the application process is they ask you how many followers you have on the different social media platforms. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know exactly what they're looking for. My numbers right now aren't great. They've grown in the last six months. What's Brian's numbers? I mean, his can't be like crazy before this. I was going to say, I could tell you what they are now. I don't, I can't imagine Brian would have had a huge social media following uh, prior to being on the show. Uh, So maybe that would, I mean, I got, I'm approaching like 6,400 on uh, TikTok. I think I've got enough. I got like 600 on Instagram, like 500 on Twitter. Um, Brian. Okay. Brian Clark from the circle currently has 4,300 Instagram followers. So even with this season under his belt, his numbers aren't like, they're not huge. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think, um, I I know that my ask that I don't think uh well I don't know I'm not a producer but it, if they can bring you in for an interview I think you're a lock. And also um uh, I used to worry that maybe my getting up in the advanced age that I am would be kind of a detriment to my goal of getting on the show but seeing them bring on some older people gives me some hope it's not all 23 year old back meat studs like marvin right even though i would still watch it if it was only marvin i would watch a marvin spinoff okay if you if they did a season where they brought on contestants that were just normal people like you or i but we got Mm -hmm. to team up with someone who had been on the show before as kind of like concept um, who would you pick to be your co-character? Um, man, I would say Shuby just because I know he'd say some wacky stuff, but I, I, Shuby's not going to win. I don't think he's going to no, win. No, no. Um, 
I would maybe go with our boy Chris Chris, Sapphire. Chris yeah. would be an amazing player, yeah. Or yeah. Chaz. Chaz would be great, too. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Shampoo Poppy. Shout out, Shampoo Poppy. Chaz, come on the show. I wonder if he's gotten too big um, where we would have... Although, you know, although we did grab Shuby and Chris like four seasons after they had already been on it. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Let's just wait a year and I was then we'll ask him after his stardom maybe, has died down. We could maybe land like a Chaz or... You know what would be cool is if we could somehow land uh, Raven in Paris. That would be sweet. I think they're going to be hot commodities at least for the next few months. While people And anytime a new circle season comes on, they're going to get another little bump because people will be revisiting past seasons. So, um, yeah, I think that'll be – I think it's possible, but right now they're probably out of hand for us. Do you think that the producers of the show will go back down the road that they went and bring back former contestants like they did with Shuby? Yeah, hands down, I think they will. I think they've. I think it's a good marketing ploy. Um, I think they should fuck off with the single season stuff. Um, that was a that was just a terrible way to market it because we counted it up and I think like seven of the twelve contestants only seven of them were like actually single in real life yeah chaz was engaged chaz uh, is engaged xanthi has boys back home tasia slash tamira yeah yeah um uh, i'm sure brian either you know had a wife or some or has a wife um yeah yeah and well, you know shuby's just got a harem of women <laughs> Ooh, that's a good word harem yeah. How do you spell that? H-A-R-E-M. Just like it sounds. Just like it sounds. Do you have any... Um, I mentioned getting a little emotional last night watching, and you kind of alluded to maybe because of the finality of the experience. Yeah. Um, did you find yourself after the episode concluded with any sort of like... The only way I know how to word it is like postpartum depression where it's like, man, this is, this is over. And it, there's like an empty space now. Did you feel any of that or were you just fine? Um, yeah, I felt a little bit of that. I felt a little bit of that um, because it's like, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I, I don't know that I relate to postpartum depression, but um, yeah, you are, you've invested uh, emotionally we pay for this Zoom account. I mean, we spend our time talking about this. And uh, you're a little tired, just, you know, not tired. You're a little sad to see it end, at least for the season. I think that their whole show is set up that they could release two seasons a year if they wanted to. But um, yeah, it's it's a little sad that it's an end of an era for, for this year until the next season, which I'm, I guarantee there will be. What uh, do you have something that you are now watching or planning to watch that will fill those evenings that you were spending watching the circle? No, not really. Um, I'm just planning on walking around my house, shuffling around, staring into corners and, you know, um, scratching myself. It's not circle related, but I have something that I'm kind of looking forward to for this Sunday. Did I tell you what I'm doing on Sunday? No. What do you got? Playoff football or something? 
No, I am going to the Enterprise Center for a comedy show. Hey. Two just absolute legends are coming to town on Sunday night. Carrot Top? No. Chris Rock. Oh, and and uh, Dave Chappelle. And Dave Chappelle. Oh, that's going to be a great show. And I'm excited because I've heard that uh, Chris Rock is working out some material for a new special. Um, I would imagine that there will be some Will Smith content in there, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Um, did Did you see that Eddie Murphy uh, speech at the Golden Globes? No. Oh, you got to look this up. He he go, he accepted like I don't know. It was like a lifetime achievement award. I don't even know what he accepted. But he goes, "There's three keys to being successful in this business," and he was super sincere about all this. And it's like one, um, pay your taxes. He goes, two, mind your business, and three. Keep Will Smith's wife's name out your fucking mouth. He said that. I, yeah, I lost it, dude. I thought it was great. The only thing that I'm not looking forward to about this Sunday night is I know Dave Chappelle um, is very strict with the no phone inside um, oh, yeah. kind of thing, which yeah, I don't blame sense. him. I don't blame him for that if they don't want their material leaking out there. But I've read that it really does some damage on the getting in and out situation. I've heard getting in can take upwards of an hour, hour and a half because they come in. You know, nowadays there's no more paper tickets. Everything is scanned on your phone. And then I take I think they put your phone in these like locked bags and then you get it unlocked when you're leaving. But you can only I can only imagine, you know, 20,000 people filtering in and every single one of them has a phone how how long that is going to take so i'm not really looking forward to all that i uh was in my previous job they brought us to uh be audience members at the price is right once and um same thing like you had to leave your phone at the table when you walked in and then they gave you like a ticket it's like valet or something and they put it into a lockbox. And then you come out, you got to give your ticket it's, or like getting your jacket or something like checking your jacket. Um, it is a big pain in the ass, but I can appreciate that. He doesn't want all, you know, stuff that he's workshopping showing up on YouTube. I mean, that's just, that's so, that's a waste of a waste of their efforts. So especially if they're driving towards like specials and stuff, I get yeah. it, but yeah, it is going to be a pain in the ass. Yeah, but looking forward to that. Those are two just absolute legends in comedy. I'm kind of into stand-up comedy right now. I saw Tom Segura back in December, which was a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to this one. Going by myself, shocker. I tend to find myself doing that quite a bit. I've got a, uh, I've got a little uh, psychedelic candy bar that I'm thinking about uh, ingesting right about the time I get into line so that it kicks in right around the time I finish the line Love and it. just kind of coast my way through the rest of the evening. But yeah, looking forward to that. Um, really, it. I'm just, I'm looking forward to getting through this winter, man. All I want to do lately is just sleep. I get that. I get that. Yeah. It's hard to get out of bed lately. It's cold outside here in Napa. It's, um, you know, you got not ice on the ground, but frost on the ground and stuff. And, you know, as the days are finally getting a little bit longer, but um, yeah, it's just, just winter slumber. Like, 
just like winter really kicks you in the crotch. Um, but uh, we did something, a little something about that. We actually uh, booked tickets to Cancun in March. Ooh, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. So we, just to get something to look forward to or something to keep us working out and exercising and looking good. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that one. Are you staying in a resort? Yep. Yeah. Nice. We found an all-inclusive resort. Um, had a blast uh, last time we did that, which was for your wedding. And I uh, have been wanting to go back ever since and do the all-inclusive thing. So we're going to be there for four nights, five days. We're going to overlap with my sister while she's there, which would be cool. Hopefully get to see her. And um, yeah, we're just going to lose our shit, I think, for like four evenings. Good for you, man. Yeah, looking forward to that. So I guess all of that is to say is I am excited. Uh, yeah, I am trash right now. Oh, this is where it gets interesting. <laughs> oh, Marvin. There it is. All right. What do you say? Well, I think this has been a phenomenal uh, wrap up episode, uh, instant reaction type of episode. The season was was a fun ride. Okay. Um, I'm not both hipsters and circle fans. I'm not a, I'm not mad at the winner. I liked Sam from day one. Love Sam. Sam. I, you know, um, as much as like the chaos lover in me, Sam's mom, that was now, if there was a reason to get emotional while watching that last night, that would have been it. When she was talking about how the hundred thousand would go to help with her grandma and her living situation. Sounds like she lives in a pretty rundown slum in the projects up on like the 14th floor. And if the elevator goes out, she's in a rough situation there. So uh, assuming that money goes to where I think it'll go, I think that's a good, good story. Good way to end that season. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yep. They've got their formula nailed down and how they let people be themselves within that formula is just so addicting. So thanks Netflix for um, having me glued to my TV for the last four weeks. And All right. uh, let's get this, let's get uh, your boy on the, on the show for season six. Season let's, six, let's do it. Power season. Ooh, Can I just real I quick? Excited. Uh, I think we've been down this road before about how things look like reflection wise in the camera, mm-hmm. but I just want to show you this new shirt that I got today. Can you read that? I, I said it says spit and I can't stress this enough in my mouth. <laughs> oh, yep. <laughs> new shirt just got here today is an Amazon purchase. I'm a big fan of it. There was also one that said I'm a slut for crab rangoon that I wanted to buy. So Maybe I'll get that one next, but yeah, you know, I'm into that spit stuff. So this shirt is just really going to take my game to the next level. I'm glad people are making apparel that really embodies you um, and embodies what, you know, some of the things that you like to do. Mm -hmm. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right, Esters, thanks for sticking around. And uh, if you didn't like this episode, next one will be different. We'll catch you next time. All right, see ya. Adios.